everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Miles, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Miss Annie Mondal. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, uh, I don't know. I'm coming off of COVID. I'm tired. I, I, apologies in advance if I have like a coughing fit in the middle that Mark can't edit out. I'm sure you'll be fine. You didn't have one last week or last time we recorded, which was yeah. I don't know. Like I, I feel like I've said this every episode for the past like month, but I don't. I don't think we're recording this in order. Nope. This one. So. Nope. I don't know. You're time traveling. You're time traveling listening to us. It's like think, a TARDIS in your ears. Th- think of this as an Easter egg. Can you figure out what, which episode <laughs> was and recorded def- when? I, th- I said this in a different episode, too, but if you find the episode where I'm like, I definitely don't think it's COVID, that is 100% when I caught COVID. So <laughs> that's where you, that should be your 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 ground zero. All right. Um. So what are we talking about today? Well, we all knew this was coming. It is my darkest time. <laughs> Where we have to do an entire episode, and I had to watch how many hours is this? Four and a half hours of a show I actively dislike to discuss the end of uh, Inspector Morse prequel Endeavor. But because you all know that I hate the show, uh, we are trying to uh, dilute my hatred by bringing on uh, Miss Janet Mullaney, who is recapping it for us this season, to talk about her thoughts on the show so that I can shut up. <laughs> okay well no okay it's just J- janet just so that i can sort of like place you here the thing is is that i have literally been watching morse since my parents got a television in 1989 literally never seen a minute of it yeah until she'd never seen a minute of it until we started like the podcast and then she started with probably the worst season she could possibly start with which was season seven which literally has no women in it was that the mustache season Yes, that's the mustache season. Oh, and that one has absolutely no women in it. So there was literally no, nothing. No, the lady that got shot. Don't forget that. Yeah. So obviously, like, Lacey is a, Lacey has always had a, 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 a hard spot in her heart for Endeavor. <laughs> in a way that I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Morse. Um, but honestly, you know, our listeners have now listened to two seasons of us discuss this for two seasons. And... They know that this is that we are on opposite sides of this of this uh, this I don't know uh, chasm. This yeah. Chasm. So, Janet, um, you know, I I'm I gave up recapping the final season partly because I was too swamped and partly because I felt like someone else should take over. <laughs> and it um, was me. <laughs> yes, and and you, you volunteered. You volunteered, and honestly, like the look that Janet has on her face right now is I love. Okay, here's the thing: is I love your recaps. Like your recaps make me laugh. Your your recaps are fun to edit. Um, so I was like, okay, cool, we'll do this. Um, but there's one thing that your recaps don't tell me, and that's whether or not you actually are enjoying this show because I can't really tell. I mean, there's some snark there that I'm like. Hmm, but I'm not real sure. So, which end of the spectrum do you fall? Are you are are are, are you more with Lacey on the what the hell is all this nonsense, uh, or are you with me with a well? Yes, it's very male centric, but you know I love it. Well, you know I think I fall in the wishy washy middle ground. And- <laughs> 
Uh, That's not bad. Yes. Um, and uh, I, was, I was laughing because because Lacey was putting a finger down her throat. Um, <laughs> making a gagging not, motion. Yes, We're not... very mature here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there are some things I really like about it, but there are other things that I find really tiresome. And I've never really watched a lot of Morse. And goodness knows there is a lot to watch and love. Maybe love. Maybe not. Um I watched some of the episodes so a couple of years ago when it was like, wow, gosh, I don't really feel like watching anything. So why don't I try watching Morse? Because I've heard a lot of people really like it. And it sort of went in, in, in one eye and out the other, more or less. I mean, I, I found it pretty unmemorable. Then when I started writing the reviews, I did go back and I watched some more, particularly some more of the recent stuff. And, uh, and, I found that there are people out there who are totally nuts about this. I mean, they have been making notes and doing th actually useful things. I always want to know when I see something where it's filmed. And that and that's interesting. And the music. I thought you were going to say there was fan fiction. And I was like, oh, please, God, don't let there be. <laughs> oh, no, there is fan fiction. Oh, oh my yes. God, honey. Oh, gosh, there yes. is there is fan fiction that stretches back to before the internet. Yeah, I think most of it is written by guys who are standing wearing bar balaclavas on railway stations, taking down <laughs> train numbers. But um, I don't know, it seemed, people seemed to love it. But on the other hand, there was this total mystery about John Thor in, in, uh, in the actual Morse. I mean, people loved John Thor. Middle-aged women went funny over John Thor. I can't figure out why. I actually would like to say that my mother was one of those women who went funny over oh, uh, John Thor. I'm sorry. Which to is that. one of the, which <laughs> is part of the, no. It is actually the reason that we watched Morse in 1989. You know, my okay. I grew up without a television, mm -hmm. and that's when we first got one was in 1989. Um, and I know it was 1989 because the first thing I ever turned on was MTV, and the first thing I saw was Paula Abdul tap dancing, uh, uh, Debbie. Gibson playing piano and Madonna dancing in front of burning crosses. Um, it was very 1980. Hey, Opposites Attract is a great song. There will be no slander. Um, it <laughs> um, so honestly, like I uh I have always I I I I started watching Endeavor sort of as you know, I don't think I ever say what I went funny over uh Sean Evans, but definitely like i was like oh so my mom thought john thought was hot and i think sean evans is hot okay so i guess i didn't fall that far from the tree oh he he is very cute yeah <laughs> i mean like i yeah. can objectively i could objectively observe that he is an attractive man and his suits fit really well which i actually think is not common on detective shows exactly it, it, what happened to the kipper ties and the gigantic lapels and the flappy legs that were in vogue like the tailoring is yes. stunning yeah <laughs> Um, but honestly, uh, you know, my my love of this show is definitely like some it's sort of rooted in the fact that I grew up with it more than actually an objective like a view of it. And one of the things I really like about your snark is that you point out in your snarkiness all the things that are genuinely ridiculously unbelievable about the show. <laughs> I mean, I need to know from both of you, I think, and now having seen the end of Endeavor and it's wink wink nod nod to the coming of morse peter capaldi in the doctor who 50th anniversary style um what is it about this character that that you guys either yourselves or think other people find so interesting because i don't 
And I really cannot, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I could see what it is that people find appealing about characters, even if I don't agree with them. But, like, truly, I just, I don't. I don't get it. Well, people seem to adore him for the car and the well-cut suits now um, and the crossword puzzles and the music. Now, I like the music. He, I mean, I said this to Annie in a text, but I'm going to humiliate myself for all of you just so you all can laugh at it. When I was in high school, I thought it was cool to drop like quotes from Shakespeare into my everyday conversation. I thought mm-hmm. it like showed how smart and, and just erudite I was. I was a total loser in high school and I didn't realize that. And it was because I did things like randomly drop quotes from Henry V into casual conversation. Okay. Um, we forgive you, Lacey. Please, please don't, <laughs> please don't feel bad about yourself anymore. I'm just like, when he, I'm sorry, the scene at the end when he's like, I know you're not old man. And I was like, are you serious yes. right now? Is this happening? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you think he even gets that? Yeah. King Lear, right? Yeah. I mean, no, it's Henry V. Well, Henry V. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's even worse, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know. It seems like there is so much business in this. There is the business, you know, the music, the crosswords, the whole lot. But at the same time, Morse is just this sort of unknown beast. And that's why you have these very strong characters around him, because Morse on his own is not particularly interesting, or at least not particularly accessible shall we say Hmm, i think that's a good word for it actually because like thinking about it other than the fact that he likes to drink and likes classical music and does a crossword i can't like i can't tell you a lot of facts about him if that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's it we don't have any idea of his backstory the thing is, is that the fact that neither of you caught on to his backstory is actually really interesting to me because they have seeded his backstory, but they do it kind of subtly. He went to a mean boy school. No, no, no. That's not the, the, the he did not go to the Bethlehem Vale place. That was the other guy who went there. He, that's not his man pain, dear. That's that's the other one. Um, uh, well, where does it I, that I have no idea where his man pain comes from. Like he had a bad dad. He was the guy who suddenly appeared at the end of episode two and he's called Peter, I think. Yes, uh, Jakes is his last name. And he's basically uh, Peter Jakes. And he is a character who was sort of a Morse rival in the first two seasons. And then in season three, he moved to America with his wife and never came back. Until now. Until now. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, is that... um, And I'm I'm going to... Honestly, Morse... And Endeavor Morse is the first time I ever saw my father represented on television. Oh, interesting. Say more. Endeavor's story, which is seeded through in very small parts, is that he was born into poverty and from the wrong side of the tracks, but he was very, very smart. And when he was nine or ten... They, uh, the British government came through. There was a program in which they tested children to figure out if they were who to, to basically see if they were smart enough to basically bump them out of regular grammar school and send them to private schools to or public schools and put them on like a, a track to college, like Oxford or Cambridge. Just like talented and gifted. Yes, like a talented or gifted, but not just talented or gifted, but literally taking them away from their families. And raising them among the rich in order to make them more upper class. 
This happened to my dad. He was tested at nine years old and they literally came to his parents as he grew up in a house with no bathroom where they literally raised chickens and grew vegetables in the back because it was the only way they could eat. Um, you know, my my grandfather was a World War One and World War Two vet who lived on pension from the time my dad was born, basically. Um, and my grandmother basically scrambled to keep the family like fed and clothed and basically like my dad they came to her and she they said listen we want your son he's too smart for you he's too smart for your family we want to send him to a public school and my grandmother signed away the rights to his life and gave him to the state and that is what happened to endeavor oh and in and that is supposed to be endeavor's man pain backstory is that he was basically he was basically raised lower class he was thrust into this upper class life he went on my dad did not go to oxford my dad did go to uni but he dropped out and then he met my mom and i don't know stuff happened um i got i i exist now um when a mummy loves a daddy very much yes exactly um When a random New Yorker uh, shows up in Leeds and like te- lets the dr- and takes the drunk guy home with her, anyway. Um, <laughs> your mom listens to this show. <laughs> yes, I know she does. She's gonna be real mad that I said that. Probably. Um, anyway, point being, um, they uh, Endeavor actually goes all the way to Oxford. Mm-hmm. And then he gets there and he's basically a fish out of water. His lower class background is still pulling at him. And he realizes that he doesn't want to be a Don. He doesn't want to basically live this upper class life that's been handed to him. And he drops out to become a cop. That's so mm-hmm. funny to me because he's so pretentious. Well, that's the thing. That's supposed to be the whole thing is that even though he on the inside still feels lower class and still has the drive to be a cop and, and do these sort of working class things. Things. Everyone else looks at him and, like Lot, calls him college. Yeah. Lot is from season well, one. And the thing is, though, is that he he is pretentious. Like, I'm yes. not just saying he looks pretentious. I'm saying he behaves yes. in a pretentious manner. No, he quotes Henry V. Well, he yes. doesn't belong in any world now. The one thing that's yes. interesting, though, is he doesn't have any hint of a regional accent. I guess if he went away from home young enough, he would have mm-hmm. lost that. And if he'd been mm-hmm. to a public school, I think he'd actually sound posher than he does. But um, but it, it's like he's he's no man and every man. And, um, you know, I, I kept remembering um, Wolf Hall, um, the acting in Wolf Hall where Cromwell just stood around and observed. And it somehow kept the story going. And because everyone else was acting their faces off around yes, him. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Where he was, he 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 was just watching, um, but actively watching. As Not say. for nothing, yes. Cromwell was poor. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't work so well in Endeavor, and it's a hell of a burden to put on an actor for goodness home knows how many seasons. This is actually something that really annoys me about the season: is that if you have not become a disciple by the time you tune in, you are supposed to become one. And you are supposed to know all this stuff about Morse. But on the other hand, it's what we know about Morse is significant, but we don't know it. And it is actually rather limited. Uh, uh, No, and honestly, if you don't pay that much attention, I'm sure that you would miss Mm. this backstory. It's only because I knew of my father's story. And when there were some hints of it, I think in season three or four Mm -hmm. or five, somewhere in the middle of the show, where I was like... Oh, okay. 
Um, and like I clicked it, but that doesn't mean that other people did, and certainly not mm. Americans, because this is something that was very of the time in the UK. Like there's a there's a called a midwife episode actually where someone where someone's son is 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 basically like desperate to take that test in order to get into the good school. And I kept thinking to myself, wow, this is being presented as such a great thing, and it's actually really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's very much of its time and place, and it's not something they do anymore. And I honestly like I I think that most Americans may not actually realize that about it, which makes which to me means that I don't actually know what they love about this show. I know what I love about this mm-hmm. show, but that doesn't mean that the rest of them do. I don't know. For all I know, they love the Easter eggs and the fact that Dorothy Frazil, the reporter, is John Thaw's daughter. Like for all I know, mm-hmm. that's what they're that they're basically like. This is like the MCU, but it's the Morse cinematic yes. universe. Yes, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not really as interesting. No, yeah. Well, a that, but b also, um, if. If we were the type of site at televisions that did all the Easter eggs you could find in, mm-hmm. I could write a thousand words per episode of this final season from Andrew Lewis, who is very clearly supposed to be a forerunner uh, or from the family of Inspector Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the future, to even the silliest little things, I I I I'm trying to even remember what they are. Like the fact that um, the the fact that 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 we have a um lot from season one coming in and 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 basically turning out to still be a terrible person. Um, to have having Jake's come back, having um the the whole the whole Joan thing. Um, and that she's Strange's wife in the later, in, in the original Morse, which is later. And that part of the reason why Morse goes and follows Strange and basically works for Strange is because he promised Thursday that he would, you know, help and, and, and keep an eye on them for the rest of his life. Like, there's, there's so many ridiculous Easter eggs that are stuffed in mm-hmm. these three episodes that... You could just watch. Honestly, you could just watch it for the Easter eggs and not care about either the mystery of the week or the overarching story. Yeah, I, I mean, the sad thing about it is that generally the plots seem to have these sort of oh dumb moments in them. You know, like like <laughs> like Morse just happens to pick up something on the ground. Oh my goodness, mm. we've solved a murder. Um, and. <laughs> And there are masses and masses of characters. I have also got to say, and I've said this before, these episodes are too long. Oh, yeah. Um, They are so long. I literally thought the finale was over three separate times. Yeah, she was was definitely. It was like Peter Jackson. (laughs) She was definitely return of the king at me. Return of the king at me throughout the entirety of the last 20 minutes of the episode. Though she did actually, though Lacey did actually pause at one moment to just scream when the, uh, when the make out, when the fantasy Joan make out part happened. I just cannot. I cannot. (laughs) Let's have the one lady character exist so he can fantasize about making out with her. <laughs> Great. It's just amazing television. <laughs> um now the the thing is is that the whole the whole veil storyline is something that calls back all the way to season 1. Um and when I say season 1 I mean the 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 sort of backdoor pilot 
like yeah. television movie, oh, the, like the TV movie, the yes. TV movie, mm-hmm. and then season two ends with this veil case, and at and it's the one where it's the episode where basically Thursday gets shot, and for like the next three seasons he has a piece of bullet in his lungs and he's constantly trying to cough up, and he coughs it up at like the end of season four. Hmm. Reminder: Do not watch season four. And then, uh, at. at <laughs> Uh, Morse gets arrested because he gets framed and season three is basically all about him trying to basically get his good name back and then he applies for sergeant and somebody loses his uh loses his his exam yes and 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 it's partly every he believes that the reason his exam was lost is because someone is trying to pay him back for the fact that he looked into the veil situation mm. And he's very paranoid about never. And honestly, it's a it's it's one of the worst seasons to me because at that time the veil thing seems like a thing that's in the past and you don't really care about anymore. And so he, Endeavor just comes off as this massively paranoid freak, basically. And one of the things about this final season is that it made everybody circle back around and mm. show actually no, he the the person who screwed with his exam was actually probably he probably was right and um, his paranoia was correct yeah. and that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, so, um, Janet, what I want to ask you is one of the things about for recapping these for me is the way that they structure the the daily mystery, your your weekly mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about the fact that every single one is structured so that that weird guy who had three lines did it? Oh, you know, you're absolutely right. Yes, that was very, very evident in the last one. Mm. Um, And it seems like cheating. But on the other hand, um, by by the time by the time you realize that, you know, there have been so many tangles and untangling and side things that don't really matter. And um, you know, I, I mean, in episode two, you had all that all that nonsense about the actors and and who's a policeman and who isn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, strange gestures are occurring from 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 Lacey again. <laughs> I um, did like an epic eye roll. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I'm glad you guys can't see me because I literally like. I d- I don't dress up to record this show, but like, I I am giving some great reactions. Yes. Today. <laughs> yeah. And um. And you really feel, well, couldn't they have come to this conclusion sooner? And then you have, you know, the surprise, the surprise identity, the surprise gesture, the surprise mm-hmm. murder, blah, 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 blah. And um, I thought the most interesting thing about that episode was the was the gang of upper class college students. Mm. And they're very subtle masks. Yes, yeah. And the Clockwork Orange references. I just can't. They're like, let's dress like the let's dress like a barbershop quartet, and also wear these masks from Party City. It's just so yes. great. Yes, I couldn't figure out what they were wearing in the in um the first time we saw them in the college. I I thought they were dressed as waiters, and that confused me rather. Um, but <laughs> I think it was fencing outfits, which sort of makes sense. Ah, okay. Because honestly, like when you once you said, um, once you said, what was it? Which one did you refer? Hold on, now I can't remember what it was that you referred to in in your recap. But um, oh, uh, uh, uh um, shoot. Bryce had revisited. Not black. You brides had revisited as one of them, but um, also a Clockwork Orange. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. And once you said a clockwork orange, I couldn't see anything else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's sort of an upper class clockwork orange. Um, and I would also note that this season, um, one of the things about this season also, because it's the final season, is they did get quite a few really good actors. Like the fact that they have Kevin McNally in uh, playing that the cartoon character and then also playing the actor who plays the cartoon character. Like he gets a couple of different roles in that episode. Um, and that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like hidden guest stars throughout these three episodes, which I found to be, again, like I said, this you could just watch these for the Easter eggs and yes. not really care at all about the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, it really makes you wonder. I mean, are these going to be series that people are going to adore and come back to in some sort of media and keep watching forever and ever? Are they going to get a new audience? Or, or has has the well run dry? Or did it run dry sometime before? The reason that both Inspector Lewis and Endeavor exist is that, okay, so the original Morse ended in 2020, I believe, or no, no, sorry, 20, in, in the year 2000, mm-hmm. excuse me, not 2020, uh, in the year 2000. And basically it was the last thing John Thaw ever filmed was that final Morse episode. And then he passed away like, like three months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that final episode, Morse dies. And it is actually quite, uh, it is actually a very depressing ending. Mm-hmm. He dies alone, drunk in his house oh dear like it's a really sad ending yeah um and oh, uh, this episode ended with i was like is he gonna play russian roulette what is happening oh yeah that's true that did it that... oh yes i mean why <laughs> um so yeah the uh um but what happened is for the 15th anniversary in 2005 because the show had started or in 2002 because the show started in 1987 is that itv did a marathon of it and the ratings were so high for the marathon of the original Morse that they were like, there has to be a way we can capitalize mm-hmm. on this. And that's what brought Inspector Lewis and then the Inspector Lewis show. And then for whatever the next anniversary was um, in 2012, um, they then did the inspect. They then did the Endeavor show. They did the Endeavor movie, which then became in the Endeavor show. Um, so honestly, the fact that there is a rabid audience that tunes into this over and over again really does say something about this show. I will note, though, um, Lacey, that Morse, the original Morses, are all an hour long, 55 minutes most. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the, does it the, have women? Um, only no, that Morse no. sleeps with. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's not better. No, it's not better. Um, one of the things about Morse being single in the original show is that he could basically bed women in every single episode. Oh, well, not every single episode, but in many of them. I'm sorry. Like, no offense to the middle aged ladies of which I am one. Uh, but I am the first part of the statement, but not the second. No offense to the middle aged ladies who like love John Thaw, but like this whole Captain Kirk vibe for me just does like not work. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, um, there was sort of a Captain Kirk thing going on, I guess. Um, he's got a soft spot for all of the women in the cases that he, and he sleeps with quite a few of them because of this That's, soft spot. Mm-hmm. Ethics are great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like this is just a show that was never in ever designed for you, ever. 
in any in any capacity. I mean, even the Inspector Lewis one, which actually flips the script and has basically instead of uh, it has the the salt of the earth Lewis as the as the unpretentious inspector who basically goes around scolding his very pretentious. Uh, um, oh yeah, because isn't Lawrence Fox? Yeah, yeah. Lawrence we'll Fox. Leave, we'll just leave all commentary on that aside. He's the he's the posh uh, yeah. assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's the posh assistant who is. And I mean, honestly, it's a little surprising that like because Inspector Lewis and Endeavor are basically the exact same formula. Mm-hmm. Just one is set in 1962 and the other one's set in present day. Yeah, but in both of them, Thursday and Lewis are the salt of the earth guys, and Morse and and I forgot what Lawrence Fox's character's name is. Um, are both? Oh, it's Hathaway. Hathaway. Don't ask me how I know that? Um, thank you. Um, and basically, Morse and Hathaway are pretentious gits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Hathaway doesn't even have like the salt of the earth background that that like that that he was pulled away from. Does he also quote Shakespeare? Yeah, no, he just he 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 was just always posh. He's just a posture. Um, so yeah, I uh I don't know. Um, I find it really interesting that both shows succeeded considering they have the exact same show basically. Well, that's probably why. It's <laughs> just right. <laughs> Yes, the lure of the familiar. Um, what did you guys think of of the three stories this season? Did you have a favorite? Did you think any of them worked better than the other one? I'm a strong vote for the first episode as it had a woman in it. So that was nice. That was a nice change. It, it had at least three women in it. it had several <laughs> women who talked to each other. Of course, they were like fighting over men or whatever, but uh, they're there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I also thought Morris was totally going to hook up with that guest violinist girl. Yes, I did too. And... um. I mean, I mean, she was clearly after him um, for information, and he was thinking she was after him for something else. I think, but um, which which was sort of sad and pathetic. But I mean, he does, you know, make an attempt at being human if there's a nice looking woman around. Uh, Just sort of sad, isn't it? Well, honestly, that is a callback to the original Morse series where he sleeps with the woman because he thinks she's after him for something else. And then it turns out she was after him for information. Love to see this growth <laughs> over the course of his life. Was that was was that the opera singer? Um, Yeah, that's supposed to be that's that's basically supposed to be the same sort of um, it's supposed to be a callback to the original, the way the original Morse sleeps with women uh, here, there, and everywhere. Except in this one, he doesn't actually because he's still hung up on Joan. Mm. Um, and the this idea is, is now gross, there's no guys. Joan it's to be gross. hung up on, so now he's not going to. Now there's nothing stopping him from sleeping with all these women. Oh, how depressing! Except he's clearly still hung up on her, as he is literally standing at her wedding, imagining her telling him that, no, it's okay that he's still creeping on her, and then maybe plays Russian roulette about it? I don't know. Yes, but the man has never even used her first name. <laughs> this is not- Does anyone use his first name? Did I just miss this? Except at the end when it was the thing where Thursday wouldn't do it. Does anyone ever call him Endeavor? Um, th- That's from, like, the first... Well, I mean, obviously the point is that his name is Endeavor, and that that's why... It he gets he revealed his name was Endeavor in an episode of Morse like somewhere in season five I think he only it's only one episode and he only ever does it once and then it's forgotten and after that he's only ever Morse um, and I think in the TV movie they have a a a version of that moment where someone calls him Endeavor and he goes no it's just Morse yeah that is in the first one because I watched that one too and um. 
No, in the in in the original Morse series, he actually explains that it's because his mom was a Quaker, I believe, and that that's why she picked it. Which honestly, I'm like Quaker. I just assumed. I just assumed there was a religious parent. Yeah, I didn't really assume their denomination. Well, yeah. Anyway, back to back to as much as I love to keep hating on Endeavor. Back to <laughs> what what did you guys think of this as a final season? as three distinct episodes as like did this work Mm -hmm. janet which was your favorite episode of the three it's difficult to tell if i could take favorite bits from each of them and put them together into one incoherent whole i would um i think probably the second one although i found the actors all so annoying and (laughs) and and i thought that was absolutely bizarre that when they found the dead actor and they thought he was a cop. It's like all the all the guys from from the other police stations came rushing in to help the investigation. And then somebody somebody must have been very embarrassed about that. And it probably actually would have been Thursday. But um, you know, again, it was Morse who noticed who noticed the number and said this is wrong. I mean, you'd think he would know it wasn't probably a proper uniform too. But no, I like I liked that because of um because of the character in the joke shop. I thought he was great. Um and the the, the brother in the joke shop? Yes, the brother in the joke shop, yeah. Yeah. Just imagine having a whole shop based on like Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, but in yes. the real world, and you actually like made a living off of that. Like that's what with his um, but but the, the thing is, is that that's where that's where she got the the because there were really shops like that. Yeah, I know, but just wild times. Yes. Can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> you know this. This is the world before the internet. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how much of that stuff you ever could need at one given time. Uh, like. <laughs> Don't answer that. I don't want to know. But ah, uh, they're they're oh, okay. elderly men, elderly men with boxes full of the stuff. Let's not ask questions. Yes. Um, I okay, want to know the answer. I kind of love this because Lacey's favorite was the first one. Your favorite was second. My favorite was actually the third, mm-hmm. even though it was Easter Egg Central. Even though it was all of the things that you knew had to happen in order to get us to 1987 in 15 years, where Sean Evans will magically become John Thaw, even though there's no freaking way. Like, <laughs> like no genetics say this will not happen. Anyway, and his suits will start fitting worse yeah mm-hmm. point being i guess I actually, maybe his tailor dies i liked the ending episode of the three and that's partially because this is actually what i was tuning in for i was tuning in for to see endeavor turn into morse um to see the eyes look at each other in the rearview mirror mm-hmm. as as endeavor drives away and morse drives up all 12 doctors no 13 no, at the end of the pilot <laughs> Morse looks mm-hmm. in, into his mirror and there's John Thor's eyes there. So it's been there from the beginning. Yeah. Yes, that's a callback yeah. to its own pilot. Um, as I said, this is a this is Easter egg central. Um, I love the fact that we had all the people come back. I love the fact we had Arthur Locke come back. I love the fact we had Jake's come back. Um you know, I, I I love the fact that we had Charlie come back, uh, Charlie Thursday. I love the fact that they found a way to tie in because there's a whole thing where like Thursday is going to retire. Thursday is going to retire. And then mm-hmm. he lends his life savings to his brother like an idiot. And suddenly oh. he can't retire. And Wynn is like, wait, what do you mean we can't retire? 
Um, and she's so bad at him about it. Um, and rightly so, because you did what with our savings without consulting me? Um, and I love the fact that they turned that into a plot point of this, that basically his whole life savings weren't really given to Charlie. They were a thing that Lot was holding over his head. Um, I love the fact we had Ronnie Box come back. Um, Ronnie Box is basically the guy who, after Thursday lost his life savings and wanted to get kind of do a get rich quick thing to get back onto the uh, retirement schedule and, and make Win happy. Um, he started doing sort of shady stuff and mm -hmm. that and Box was basically like the person he did shady stuff with. Mm -hmm. So like I, I really liked the fact that we brought everybody back. I thought Joan was gorgeous in her wedding dress. Wasn't she? Wasn't she lovely? Yes. I loved her dress. Her dress was beautiful. Um, you know, like I I've always loved Joan's 1960s and 1970s outfits. And yeah, this was this was this was no exception. Um, I think Strange is a handsome man and I don't blame her for marrying him. I know. I mean, like, hello, if given the choice, like pick the nice stable guy who adores you instead of this like messy Mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. you'll have to spend the rest of your life cleaning up after who is probably never going to talk to you yes honestly like this is one of those <laughs> moments will he ever call you by your name <laughs> who can say <laughs> i mean honestly this is very much a reality bites kind of moment like you're su she's supposed to pick morse but she picks the wrong one no 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 never pick the ethan hawk always pick always pick the guy who sells out and has the good job at mtv what is wrong with you right even if he has an enormous face <laughs> Right? Like, I don't care. So, yes, I absolutely 100% like totally am here for Joan picking Strange because that's the smart move. No, I mean, she just would have had to spend her whole life. She would have had to spend her whole life trying to fix him. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't yeah. fix, like, you, that never, you. You are never going to fix him, ladies. She already... Okay, now, now I don't know if you remember this, uh, Lacey, and you may not, but she already did that. She already picked a guy she needed to fix, and he beat the crap out of her, and she wound up in the hospital. Um, like, she had an abusive boyfriend who Morse had to save her from, and, like, Morse had to pretend to be her husband, basically, to save her from the guy. Um, and that's a whole thing, but it doesn't matter. Like, she's already made the bad choice once. Mm -hmm. Of course she's going to pick Strange. She learned her lesson. Well, she knows them both. I mean, she knows them mm -hmm. much better than we do. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, don't ever pick a man who can't manage to show up for a wedding that he's the best man in. And then he's like, oh, JK, work thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was getting beat up so that I could, like, save your family from this from this miserable guy by having him murdered by bikers. <laughs> but I'm a great <laughs> cop and I am horrified by other people misbehaving. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I, 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 and honestly, part of this is also that I just love Anton Lesser oh, and I love Roger Allen. And the two of them act their faces off yes. of this episode. Yes. In that final episode. I loved the way um, that Bright kept saying goodbye to everybody at the end. In case yes. I don't get the chance. Oh, and when yeah. he, and when he quoted Prospero's speech at his wife's gravesite, that was astonishing. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I mean, honestly, like, yes, I get that it's pretentious that yeah. he is reciting Shakespeare, but it's also Anton Lesser reciting Shakespeare. It's Anton Lesser. Yes. Well, like, I don't mind it in that instance so much because it's clearly like the closing montage of the episode. Yes. Like if Shakespeare is not appropriate for the end of your series, when is it appropriate? Mm -hmm. And also he just wasn't talking to someone and dropped some random Shakespeare line. <laughs> right. True. 
Um, but yeah, like I loved that. I I thought Roger Allen was fantastic in these final episodes. Mm-hmm. I know you're like men would rather go to therapy than ever give men would rather never hug than go to therapy or whatever it was. Um, but honestly, I just didn't believe they didn't hug in the end. I was like, this is weak sauce. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess it's like 1960s masculinity or whatever. Yes. But yeah, sure. But honestly, like, I loved Alan's kind of responsive. I can't actually hug you. I want to hug you so bad. So I'm going to call you Endeavor. Like, moment. I thought that was great. Like, that's the kind... I That stuff really... I don't know. Like, that was what I was here for. Thanks. That's what I was here for. Thanks for giving it to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt... I felt about that last scene that... Um, that um, he realized he just didn't know Morse at all. Yes, on some yes. level, yes. And Morse, however, knew the worst of him. And and it just seemed it just seemed very sad. It yes. was very sad, yeah. but also that 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 basically he's like, I love you, man, and I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna call you by your first name and you're still not even gonna give me that. Mm-hmm. Right? Nope, I'm Morse just Morse. Right. Okay. Here, have a gun just in case you might need it. <laughs> Yeah, can we please talk about that? How did everybody else interpret this? Because I was truly lost. Um, I honestly was a little like, well, I know he. Okay, the thing is, is I was like, well, he can't die. I was like, wait, what if the show does something insane and he shoots himself in the head? That's how it ends, and it was an alternate universe the whole time. That's not what happened. Honestly, like I did have that moment too, especially because of the Prospero uh, mm-hmm. monologue yeah. that Lesser starts to recite, right? Like it really does read like Moore shot himself and these are all characters and none of this is real. I thought I thought that Morse had shot Sam. <sighs> and because Sam was going to die no matter what. Well, and because Sam was going to join the police and... I think get get murdered by bad men. Yes, well, well, he'd probably run into bad men, and he he'd already run into bad men. He was also an ex-soldier as well. Doesn't bode well, and that he might sort of continue on the family infamy. Mm. But on the other hand, I think Sam was being put into a loading van and taken off to the new house. So it wasn't that. Yes, he was. He was put in the he was put in the van and taken off to the new house. That is correct. So why did he go and fire the gun? Was he shooting birds? I I don't know. Honestly, it, it, like it honestly, just made me think of the great. I, uh, and the and how uh, Catherine the Great kept playing Russian roulette every morning to convince herself that her destiny was that she that she had a destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. That's all. That's all I could think of. Perhaps that is what it's supposed to be. Honestly, when we cut to, um, when we cut to Antoine Lesser sitting by his wife's grave, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, the shot we heard was him killing himself because he has nothing to live for anymore because he's retired and his wife is dead and he's gone to her graveside and he's killed himself next to her grave. And that's the shot we hear. And this is him in death, sitting there wearing white, reciting Shakespeare while Morse. No, like that was the only thing I could come up with. Once I realized that like Morse had not shot himself and this was not an alternate universe. That was as close as I could get. I mean, I also spent some time thinking about how much fun it would be. This finale episode is called Exeunt. Yes. Which is technically a stage direction. It yes. means everybody leaves the stage. But the most famous one, of course, is the one in Twelfth Night, which is Exeunt pursued, pursued by, by a bear. bear. No, no. It isn't, it, and I was like, that's how this show should end. It's a winter's tale. 
Oh, is yeah. it? I thought it was. I thought it was Twelfth no, Night. No, no, you're right. It is yes. Winter's Tale. Yes. Oh, I haven't read that one in so long. <laughs> anyway, I, I yes, I, I don't actually consider that a bear should chase uh, Sean Evans off screen. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Just saying. Oh, it see, it seems like the last, the last desperate gasp of a writer who is perhaps on limited time and doesn't know how the play's going to end. And I really had that sort of impression about this as the ending of a series or a lifetime obsession for many that you know you have this thing about the cars passing and all i could think about them was i wonder how much it cost to have that shot of blenheim palace inside and outside um you know what they legit spent some money on this season. oh they like, did oh, yes yeah. they did so beautiful yes mm-hmm. like it looks like a movie yes yes yeah and that is that I mean, honestly, like after this has been one of ITV's most successful series of all times. Mm-hmm. This is one of their most successful franchises. And, you know, as, as Janet says, will there be more of this? Actually, I think if ITV could figure out how to squeeze more out of this. Does yes. Inspector Lewis like have a son? Well, you know, I, I feel like Lawrence Fox has screwed the chance of them doing a Hathaway series. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other people. Perhaps there might be a woman in the lead. System <gasps> of endeavor, or something. I feel like they're going to be like we tried that with the with the prime suspect prequel, and uh, it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we women only get the one shot. But that was BBC. That wasn't ITV. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yes, I do think I think if ITV has any ability to bring this back to find yet another spinoff, that spinoff will happen. I absolutely one hundred percent. Sam. <laughs> Sam is the spinoff. <laughs> Okay, but wasn't but wasn't the ending that um, since the bad guys were still out there, that um, uh, that Thursday was actually intending to take his family and, and take them somewhere else. I mean, he was talking yes. about that. Yes, and that, yeah, it that, that's what, like witness protection. Yes, yeah. Basically, basically, when he gets that money from Endeavor at the end, you can see him like, "Oh, I can move my family. We can retire now, and I can move my family to the continent and never come back." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, honestly, that is what I. I don't know. I I don't see any way of a spinoff for this show. Like, I don't see a path for it. But I I believe in my soul that if ITV can find a way, they will. Agreed. Mm. I will tell you that I, as somebody who, you know, is a card-carrying hater, um, I will tell you that I think Thursday is the most interesting character in this universe. Mm-hmm. Like, by a lot, by a mm-hmm. long, by a long way. I will agree with you there. And if you, if they really wanted to go there, they could prequel the prequel with Thursday. Oh my god, like young Thursday? Yes, um, I would, with with a young win, and yes, I would 100% see that if they could Thursday, get away with it. Thursday at least has like an internal conflict that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. and and has like depth as a character in a way that I just don't see that Endeavor does. Like, mm-hmm. Thursday is just... Much, I wish I wish the show had been about him. <laughs> well, if there is a Thursday prequel to the Endeavor prequel, I'ma blame you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought the most interesting character was um was Debrin, the um the doctor. Man, I love Debrin. Wait, I... Is he dating the journalist lady? I th- Debrin? I think he may be in the closet. 
Yeah, so he's supposed to be in the closet. Yes. Um, oh. Well, I just at the very end when she's like, here is this wedding bouquet. And I was like, oh, no, are they going to get <laughs> No, 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 no. Brynn is single in the uh, This, is, in this the... show is not subtle. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I... I honestly Debrin is my favorite he's one of my favorite characters because he always has all of the great one-liners yes he does throughout um you know janet does much more serious quotes than i do in her recaps but i always always pick Debrin's best line of the it it was the the Debrin line of the episode would always be my quote when i did recaps (laughs) for this because i just loved that man you know honestly like like the silly stuff like you know it, 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 you know if it's powdered milk for his home ec class i'll eat my bow tie oh that's right, right. like that yeah. was just great <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i guess final thoughts on a finale other than Lacey's final thought which i'm pretty sure we all know <laughs> um i wish itv would spend some money some of this money on some of its different shows <laughs> although i will say like i actually i will end on a positive note i will end on a compliment and that is i will tell you that this show has the weirdest opening credits of anything i watch and like just the weirdest sort of like setup of their opening credits but i kind of love it that is actually from the morse show that's how morse's opening credits always went and it is it is actually really great i do kind of love that too yeah I look forward to seeing what else Sean Evans mm-hmm. is going to do. Yes, I do too. Because I feel like this is the only thing that he has done for the past like decade. Basically, yes. This is the thing that made his career. And I couldn't tell you what else he's been in, if he's even been in anything. So I'm excited to see who he is and what kind of choices he makes as an actor now that he is free. Yeah. Okay, Janet. Well, gosh, I don't know. Um... I'd be very happy to see any of the cast in anything, um, having, you know, immerse myself in watching and taking copious notes I then couldn't read on these three episodes. Um, I think when you're looking at it in that sort of critical detail, the flaws become obvious and the flaws are sadly in the plotting. And you have all these very complex characters making the most basic errors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it doesn't really work. Um, I enjoy looking at Sean Evans. He's he's very decorative. Um, the, su- the suits <laughs> are, are just A+. Oh, the suits are fabulous, yeah. I mean, I'll have to look and see if there's a, there's a Mr. Evans wardrobe credit. Um, <laughs> um, but do I feel inspired to go back and watch the rest of it? Now, I've watched bits and pieces. Um, You're good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> and it's nice, to, it's nice to have those shots of Oxford, which is so carefully placed or edited or whatever, so that you can't see anything horrible in them uh, or anything too modern in them. I don't know. It just seems an awful lot of effort and money for something that I really thought should have been better. Mm. I feel that because Annie and I talk a lot about how Grantchester and Endeavor are sort of two sides of the mystery thing. Like one is very mystery first and one is very character first. And mm-hmm. I really like, I enjoy Grantchester. I could not tell you what the mystery was mm-hmm. in any given episode of Grantchester, but I still enjoy it because the characters and the journeys, the characters are on are interesting. And I wonder if 
and I realize this is probably like hung strong, hamstrung a bit by the original series because it was probably also like this. But if it if Endeavor had been the other way around, was where the mystery was just the excuse for us to like dig into these people and their stories, like if it wouldn't have made for a better show. Honestly, I would agree with you there. I do. I, I 100% agree with you. Because I that... feel like I don't really know any of these people. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because I've only watched like a fourth of this series. But I mean, I just I just don't feel like they're very three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. <sighs> Max is here and I have tried very hard, but he is not leaving. So um, if you hear Hi, purring Max. in the background, I'm very sorry. Um <laughs> Maybe you won't hear it. It's fine. He's very loud to me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like I would, I would have wished that this was a more character first show. Absolutely. Um, second of all, I agree with you that Endeavor being a cipher is kind of the problem with this show because it sort of makes it so there. The person, if the person at the center is a cipher, how? Everybody else has to pick up the slack. And mm-hmm. I I don't think that's Sean Evans' fault. I don't think he's playing. I don't think it's because he's a bad actor. I do think it's because mm-hmm. it's how the character is written. Yeah. And it's definitely the writing. Well, it's also also I think there's a there's a problem too, and I don't I don't think this is unique to this show, but prequels are really like prequels are hard to do well. Yes, agrees. Prequels are hard to do well because that character that you're watching now, their trajectory is already locked in. Like there can only be but so much growth or change or real development or anything because we already know where they have to end up for the what comes later to work. So it's not as it's easier if they're a cipher mm-hmm. because that lets you fill in the gaps based on what you know of the character from later from from down the road mm-hmm. but in 10 series yeah i, I mean the fact you, even though there are most of these seasons are only three to four episodes long i 100 percent agree with you we should know more about him yeah even yeah um my final thought honestly was how much how important this show has been not just to ITV, whereas, as I said, this is one of ITV's most successful franchises of all time. This is also the show that sort of changed things for Masterpiece and Mystery. Um, in, do you mean Morse or do you mean Endeavor? I mean, I mean Morse, the mm-hmm. actual okay. original Morse show. Um, when it debuted here in 1988, it was the first time that masterpiece that any masterpiece brand it was under the mystery brand at that point but it's still owned by masterpiece had a show that was contemporary set that was a hit up until then masterpiece when it was first created in the 70s was supposed to be about the classics one of the reasons that all creatures great and small wasn't a masterpiece show back in the 70s is because it was too recent like they really didn't want to do anything that wasn't 25 years old or more and so you know and when they first uh, spun off mystery in in 1981 all of the mysteries were sherlock holmes you know uh, agatha christie you know 1800 stuff 1900 stuff like it was not um contemporary set everything was pre-world war ii and then in and then this came they they tried like one and it failed and then they came along with this and they decided to take a chance on this and this became wildly popular and because of that, we got Daglish. Because of that, we got Prime Suspect. You know, Unforgotten and 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 Annika, those shows, uh, you know, Magpie Murders, those shows have 
Morse to thank for opening Masterpiece's eyes to the to the idea that they could bring over contemporary shows and still have the cream of the crop from the BBC and that it didn't have to all just be classics from like Roman times and I Claudius and upstairs downstairs. Considering how often this show likes to be like, look, we know Latin. I just find that <laughs> Roman thing from older times so funny. Right? It, well, no, because that's why it was the that's why it was the contemporary show that Masterpiece felt comfortable with, though, because it had so much classical stuff in it. Anyway, point being, no, don't chew on my headphones. Um, I we're doing it live, guys. We have animals. One hundred percent. are in here right now. It's usually me. He was fast asleep on a big pile of fabric, and he was so cute that I just left him there. And now I am regretting all of my life choices. Um, honestly, I, I feel like this is an, this is a, a show that the conclusion of this is as important to Masterpiece as it is to ITV, and that it is as important to Masterpiece and Mystery Viewers as it is to UK viewers. And even if you don't love this show, you have to at least... Um, well, maybe you don't have to hand it to them, as the meme goes, but um, this show did change. The sh this show did change things for Masterpiece, and this franchise changed things for Masterpiece. Look, I am I am capable of recognizing some big sort of place in the larger televisual landscape, while yes. also admitting that it is not for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that unlike Ridley, which I think we all at this point have started to agree is not good. Um, here, why don't you sit here? There we go. Who's a good kid? um let's see uh honestly i think unlike something like ridley where we really do we really do agree that it's not good and that it needs to improve very badly if it's going to continue you know endeavor is as good it is the best version of itself that it could be that doesn't mean it's good that mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to love it um and and you know for as janet said i she felt like it should be better but this was at least try this was as good as it could get mm -hmm. you know yeah and that is, I suppose, our last hurrah on Endeavor until uh, the Thursday prequel that I have inevitably, inevitably uh, manifested into existence comes to fruition. Sorry to advance <laughs> for that, guys. Um, Janet, thank you for not only being here with us, but for uh, taking the, on these slings and arrows of covering Endeavor this season. Um, tell everybody where they can find more of your thoughts on the internet. Well, I'm on Facebook and um, there is currently some pictures of my garden up, which is mostly what I do in Facebook. And I'm also on Twitter, but for the most part, silent on Twitter. So, um, no, I'm not really into social media. But I do like to see pictures of animals, videos of animals, um, and uh, I like things when I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't put a like just to show that I'm, I'm being polite, because who would know? Who would notice? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can read more of Janet's stuff at the website to find out her likes and dislikes beyond animals and her garden. Uh, Annie, if you are, well, actually, I just see Max on your computer right now. So Max, tell the people <laughs> where you are on the internet. Guest star Max. <laughs> oh, sorry. I am, I am currently being aggressively snuggled. It is apparently mandatory cuddle and purr time in this house. Um, so you can find me and Max um, at Annie Bundle in most places on the internet. 
um, except for Facebook where I miss any bundle and um, Instagram it, at any bundle. You can find pictures of this little monster who just will not stop purring right now um, and definitely, definitely wants more belly rubs. Who I also think just had a birthday. Mm, yes, he did. Okay, so I only know that because her cat's birthday is very close to my cat. Oh, okay. He jumped off. Ugh. All right. They're I turning think... three in August. Um, mandatory cuddle in per time is apparently over. Wow. I am now covered uh, in cat hair. We all enjoyed <laughs> it. Huzzah. I am. Uh, who am I? Lacey M. <laughs> on Twitter and all of the other assorted social media things that are currently trying to happen right now but if you don't care about any of that you can follow the site and the pod at telly underscore visions on twitter and televisions blog all one word on facebook we are a product of local pbs station weta and if you like what we do you can visit us at televisions.org check out all of our recaps reviews listicles news updates fun things that we have come up with and if you really like what we do there's a big red donate button up top where you can click it and help us keep making all of this great content for your eyes and ears. And doing so, you can also get access to PBS Passport, which is bursting with all manner of exciting early access, exclusive binge opportunities, cool stuff that you didn't know was there. I am currently in the middle of watching The Jewel in the Crown, because, spoiler alert, we're going to do an episode on that later this summer. But it is real long, so I figured I better get started sooner rather than later. Um... That is our show. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, if you haven't picked up in our in our mess of out of order episodes we've recorded, I am now really encouraging everyone to please take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Do not leave your house if you are sick because you will probably give someone else COVID and it will not be fun for them. So do what you can to do to keep yourselves, your neighbors, your friends, strangers on the bus safe. Get a booster if you are eligible. Get some allergy medicine if this weather is also driving you crazy. And, I don't know, be kind. That's the best advice I have for the summer. It's what I'm going to try to do. It's what everybody else should do. And we'll be back next week with more thrilling content. Thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs> <laughs>